the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk, and we're broadcasting from the Rack Shack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. Hittnergroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R group, all one word. Hittnergroup.com, 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. Okay. So... We talk about ad nauseum about about the low inventory and the this and the that and the low interest rates and all that stuff. The question that I have, if you could put on your your uh, fortune telling hat, are you asking me? Should I yeah. be listening to you? Yeah, should I be listening? Okay. Should be listening? Should well, be both, listening? both of you. Oh, hold on, both of you. Okay. Listen, focus in. My what? wife is texting me, focus. calling me right Sorry. now. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, she knows you're on the radio. She knows show. I'm on the radio show. I know Ten Mike years does the same thing. So the, uh, the 12. so the question is what is going to change this what is this is this like this is how it's going to be now for a while cuz when I first got in the business rates were like 6 bouncing between 6 and 8 6 and 8 6 and 8 had pretty much always 35,000 houses on the market at any one point in time yeah. and that's just how it was and it was like that for a decade yeah you know, fifteen years. That's just kind of how the market you get was. Down to twenty four, twenty six thousand homes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, when when we were getting down to fifteen thousand houses on the market, that yeah. was like, wow. You know, it's just tight, getting tight. Yeah, getting I, tight. so I personally think that there's still, and I see it because of. I think it's because of my age. Mm-hmm. I'm forty one, and I have a lot of people that I grew up with and friends and family that they're just hanging out in their house. So I think it's going to take um, that generational shift out of that home still and I think people are staying in their houses. Do you think the attitude about time? home ownership has changed? From what to what? Well, I I don't think that it's that it's changed so much that the home is I believe that the home is central to family life. Mm-hmm. I mean I really believe yeah. that in my core. Yeah. I think that people who who own homes have a different perspective on life than people who don't. Right? I just believe that. And and there's evidence to back that up from employers and everything else, factories and, and companies that that have people that own homes in their area have a more sure. stable worse for, workforce, right? Yep. They just yep. don't tend to move. So, but now, but thirty years ago, it was all about getting the McCastle. It was all about getting in the big house, getting moving up, moving up, moving up. You mm-hmm. know that my generation. You know, had something to prove or something, and so you know we all have the big toilet, right? That now we all regret having. I mean, <laughs> I think that so, like your parents, for instance. Uh-huh. I think that your folks and your folks' generation, they bought a house, and their intention was to buy the house, pay for the house, and live in the house. Right. Right. That was my dad. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. And and I think that your generation, like you just mentioned, kind of took that as like the stepping stone that mm-hmm. first house. Yeah. 
And then that's been now taught to, say, my generation, where there's that stepping stone. However, I think that my generation, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think that my generation is staying in that. Maybe they're buying that bigger house sooner and then just staying in it longer. Yeah, don't don't you think? I feel like it's the first-time homebuyer house, then it's the move-up house, but I don't think it's the trophy house. I think they're staying in that move-up house, and they're making that work. Yeah. And depending on their income bracket, their move-up house may be a trophy house for for some for most people for sure. But you know how it's usually first time, then a little move up, and then kind of like that. This is kind of our dream house, whatever, and that might be a three hundred thousand dollars house is their dream house, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. But it's that third home. Mm -hmm. I think people are sticking in that second and making that better. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know what kind of appetite I would have to go move to Gramercy if I was seventy-five years old. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of where. With those folks that are your age, you're not you're not 75, but some of my parent, my folks, my friends' parents are, and they bought homes like, um, you know, Bill and Carolyn, where mm-hmm. they bought a modest home right. in Burnsville, two story style, paid totally could paid for it, could live there, and and then moved into a development like that. Mm-hmm. And I know I know a lot of people just in my community that I grew up in that are still in those homes. Mm-hmm. And they're fantastic first-time homebuyer homes. The equity positions are great. Mm-hmm. I've sold a bunch of them, but there's a bunch of people that are still in those homes. And they're now worth, you know, 300 to $380,000 right. these homes. And, and they paid, paid off 90 for, Yeah, they've yeah, been paid, been off, paid for off for 10 years, 10 20 years, 12 years, yeah. you know, and they're just sitting there. And <clears throat> mm-hmm. and the appetite for me personally, gosh, unless there was something that I a need that I had to go live in community living like that, I just wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. Do you think some people, though, when they're getting to that age, though, are looking at, do I go to community living or do I move out of Minnesota? Minnesota is not an ideal state to retire in. Right. Yes. Um, in terms of from the tax burden and stuff like that. So do you feel like that's the point that they're moving not only from that home but out of the community. So to I think find that I think that, and I and I don't know because I I've never been anywhere else. Yep. I grew up in Minnesota. I've stayed in Minnesota, but I think that our family values in Minnesota mm-hmm. are super strong. So people don't want to just leave their family. Mm-hmm. They have grandkids that draw them back, and they have this that yep. and the other thing. So they do what they can to have kind of that winter home, and then come back because they have children that are here with kids that are grandkids that are here and they want to be with them and until those grandkids get to a point where they're like they don't want their grandma and grandpa anymore because like it happens to us as parents right and and then it happens to us as grandparents as well there's Mm -hmm. that point where just like "Ah, i don't want to go hang out with grandma and grandpa too Mm -hmm. and so you have like this second wave of of uh, rejection rejection disappointment (laughs) yeah yeah and again you're listening another year of disappointment yep real estate chalk talk uh it's a family show 612-627-8000. 612-627-8000. Log on to our website, hitnergroup.com, and give us a call. Dang it, 612-627-8000. Love having those conversations. We sell real estate. We help people buy and sell real estate. 612-627-8000. Yeah, there is that second wave of rejection, right? Mm. I was talking to Jan about it a little bit ago because we go on these summer vacations to Colorado, mm-hmm. and she's and when we're out there and we're doing different fun things as family, right? and the kids are – my daughter is 11 – and and uh, Nikki, my wife's sister's daughter's eleven, and then we have a pair of eight year olds, and then there's the third wheel or fifth wheel in this case, Trinity, who is six, and she just goes with the flow, right? right. But there will be a point in that they don't want to go on the hot air balloon ride right. with grandma or the hike to 
you know, the secret waterfall in, in, uh, in the Rocky mountains. Like they just don't want to do that. They're going to be doing th- something by themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that's because grandma can't make the hike anymore. Too, well, there's right? that too. Or she's right. so much slow and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is Yeah, painful. really? Yeah. You know, now the, I'll well, they're you. grandma friendly and kid friendly. The hikes that we go on typically, yeah. the hard ones I do by myself. That's fun. <laughs> so we were in the Black Hills last weekend, and one thing that we did that's kind of cool how it comes back around is the big thing now is to do we have a best ball tournament with just our our family, the guys in our family. So it's me and my brother-in-law, Lyle, my uh, father-in-law, who's a phenomenal golf golfer, and my youngest son, who's fair, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kyle, my other son, and a couple cousins. I mean, so it's kind of so like we just, and we just do a – What's that? And so then your boys participate in that. And- yeah, and everybody's doing that, and it's best ball, so it goes fast. Right. And everybody's chirping each other, and but so it comes back around. So you find those activities how right. it shifts from the maybe the once they get out of the teens and the, into the twenties. You know, yeah, you know, you know. So I had this conversation with your sisters uh, yesterday as we were talking about moving to Iowa. I got two two uh, families now moving to Iowa. And so she's got a, a boyfriend down there in Iowa. So I said, you know, we move in Iowa. Who, my sister? Yeah. Oh, and that so, sister. And so, uh, so, yeah. And so she said. I can't track all the boyfriends, I Dad. So so uh, she said, you know, there's no way she'd move to Iowa. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the, the whole thing. I mean, the family nucleus is here. Right. Right. And same thing with people when they when they go away for the winter. I mean, we've helped a lot of people. Yep, they're they're retiring, they're bailing out of Minnesota. I got to get the heck out of here. I can't stand the winters anymore and all that. We're moving to Florida, and in about two years, they're moving back. Yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah, they're moving back. Yeah, I just recently had that happen where mm. they moved away, and then I got a call about eighteen months later. Said, "Yeah, can we get a condo in the yeah, area there? Base camp, perfect. We're right? coming back. Yeah, we're, yeah, we got to be but back. But now they can keep their base camp somewhere else right. for the tax reasons. So yeah. they'll go there. They're there for six months and one day. You know, so that Florida is the mm-hmm. state of record, you know, yep. for tax purposes, and then they come back for the, and a lot of them have a lot of people have uh, lake places, so they come back, and that was a thought too, is that we'll go down there, and then we come up here, and we'll be at the lake. Well, they realize that nobody comes up and visits them at the lake That's either. That's the thing, right? Because you know, you know how it is. You got kids in sports, you got kids in you know, and gymnastics, or in this and that, and school. Who's got time to do all that? Yeah, we are having the conversation about what to do with that property over there. Yeah, and thinking about building something over there. Mm-hmm. Just because we could go there during the week now. Yeah, you know, and and Nikki can work there mm-hmm. just as she's working from home and. The kids can be there in the oh, summertime. Interesting. It's just different, right? So interesting. It's just, it's a it's a different deal. So, um, yeah, that's it for this segment. We're gonna head out to break. We'll be back with the money segment with Calvin Kamink. Six five one two three one twenty five hundred is Calvin's phone number. He loves to get calls about ten to midnight. You mm-hmm. want to call him then? Right. Uh, we'll take calls during business hours anytime between six a.m. and ten p.m. is our real estate business hours, right. and that phone number is six one two. Six two seven eight thousand. We sell real estate. We help people buy and sell. Six one two six two seven eight thousand. We'll be right back. Get that blank check attack. 